understanding the need to live a well-balanced lifestyle. Holistic treatments emphasize whole body care while improving overall general health. Holistic treatment also focuses on healthy eating habits and therapeutic practices. No one knows this better than Jim Perdumi. He's a holistic health coach and a superstar dad who strongly believes that the two are interconnected. He's also the host of the Warrior Dad podcast, where he has intimate and revealing conversations with other respective dads about the importance of living healthier, stronger, and more productive lives so that they can become more effective leaders. He joined me this week to tackle these topics and so much more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Jim, if you're ready, I'll welcome you to the program, and we're excited to talk to you this morning about the advancement in holistic uh, health care. So great to see you, and thanks uh, for being here this morning. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So, Jim, when we look uh, at your background, I know that you're a holistic health coach, and you're very passionate about the benefit of that particular um, brand of healthcare. So I'm curious to get you to start off by telling me, how do you think the field of uh, holistic healthcare has changed over, over the last three to five years? So I think that a lot of people before thought that holistic health was kind of like hairy fairy stuff and just, you know, potions and witchcraft. Um, but holistic really means looking at the whole picture. Um, so you can technically spell holistic with a W in front of it, you know, again, whole picture. So you're looking at, um, you're looking at somebody's stress levels. You're looking at what they're eating. You're looking at their exercise. You're looking at, um, their digestion. You're looking at their sleep. You're taking into account everything that's going on in this person's life to try to get to whatever goal you're trying to achieve. I mean, the human body the amount of processes that are going on in the human body right now as we speak is astronomical. The amount of cells that we have dying off in our body every single day is astronomical. I mean, they old research used to think that our bodies changed every seven years, that we had like kind of a whole new body every seven years. Well, more current research shows that it's every year that, we've, that we're turning over every single cell in our body 
every year. So that all the cells that you have now won't be the exact same cells that you have 366 days from now. Um, so with that said, and knowing that the body is just what we call a cybernetic system, uh, which means it's a system of systems. So like, you know, your my pinky toe is talking to my pinky finger right now and everything is talking to everything in the body. So when we look at holistic, um, I think it's growing. I think it's growing because people understand the importance of it. They see the results of looking at it in a holistic fashion and knowing that you can't just put a Band-Aid on something over here if you're not addressing everything else. So I think it's actually moving in a really good direction and it's getting a lot more positive responses because of the results it's yielding. And tell me, what has you uh, most excited about the future of the industry? Well, I think because I think most of the people that get involved in holistic health or holistic practices um, really have a genuine interest for helping people get better. Whereas some could argue that the allopathic um, side of it, where it's just more of handing over prescription. Now, of course, there's a lot of great doctors out there some that I know that do study allopathic medicine that aren't in the holistic space, but they have a genuine interest in helping the person. They don't believe in just handing over pills. But um, I guess a lot would say that maybe that isn't the majority. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but we hear a lot about pushing pharmaceuticals and things like that. And if, if that's the goal, then I think that would be more money driven and, um, I guess, incentive driven by pharmaceutical companies. So what, what I would say is that the thing that excites me the most is that people are going to see more results and hopefully we're actually going to help people get healthier, not just putting, not just by putting them on more drugs and medications. So that's really what's exciting to me. And then it's also, you have to have an open mind when you're, when you're looking at these kinds of things or when you're in these kinds of modalities. So to have more people that are more open-minded is never a bad thing. And tell me, Verdumi also took some time to set the record straight on these common holistic healthcare misconceptions. Um, it's not just it's not just about uh, essential oils and uh, <laughs> waving your hands over people and things like that that I mentioned before, like that hairy fairy stuff. I mean, it is it's it's more of again being realistic in knowing that you're working with a person that everything is connected. Muscles are connected to organs and organs and muscles are connected to the spine and everything else is connected to the brain. So you're not dealing with a very simple problem or a simple system. You know, we're, we're more complicated than a, than a jet engine. So if, if everybody out there that's um, uh, having a negative outlook on holistic health, I would hope that they would know how to take apart a jet engine and put it back together. <laughs> so, and I don't think that that's the case. So the thing is, is that again, be open-minded and know that, you know, you might not be losing the weight that you want, or you might, might not be getting out of pain for the reasons that, or you might be in pain for the, for other reasons than you think. I've known many people to have a fungal or parasite infection to cause all sorts of problems and no doctor had ever asked them 
uh, about different lifestyle factors. And then when we identified that there was parasite issue, we dealt with that, it cleared up and went away and it, and it seemed like magic. So it's not magic, it's just being open-minded and looking in other areas. It's also like physical therapy. You know, there's more holistic physical therapists where if you go in for a shoulder problem, you may not have a shoulder issue unless you had an acute injury to that area or something actually happened to the shoulder capsule um, or the joint, then you might not actually have an issue. It could be stemming from your lat muscle. It could be stemming from your chest. It could be stemming from your neck. Um, so many things connect into the shoulder muscle. You think about all the muscles that connect into the shoulder um, to only just look at the shoulder capsule and say, well, you probably need surgery is very narrow minded in my opinion. And when you uh, shifting gears for just a second, you also say that you believe that the man should be the protector of the household and you believe that physical uh, fitness is a part of that and maintaining a good health. So I'm wondering if you could explain your philosophy there. Yeah, so I hope I, I host a podcast called the Warrior Dads Podcast. It's uh, the semi movement, you could say maybe that I'd like to see continue to grow. Um, the podcast has gotten a lot of good feedback and it's again geared towards men. It's geared toward dads specifically. Um, and so one of the things we talk about in that it's, it's, uh, it's geared towards health. It's geared towards being a healthy and a happy father. And to do that, you have to be physically in shape. So I truly believe that men should be strong in some capacity. And if not, maybe the strongest in the household, of course, there's very, very strong women out there. And, you know, when we say something, when I say something, at least about what men should do it has nothing to do with what women should do. I think that's a good distinction, especially in today's day and age. Um, it's not, you know, building men up does not mean or should not mean tearing women down. If anything, we need to be building both of them up together and not doing one and not the other or having one build up at the, uh, at the cost of tearing the other one down. So I just think that that's important to, to preface with, but, um, you know, I think men's bodies are built a certain way for a certain reason. And I think we have our uh, hormonal panel for a certain reason. We are quicker to put on muscle and maintain muscle for a reason. Uh, if you look at the role of men throughout history and, being the the heavy lifters, as it were, um, I, I think we st we are a product of evolution, and it takes a hundred thousand years to change a tenth of a percent of the human genome. And when you think of that, everything that our ancestors have done, the way that they lived, the way that they ate, that all defined how our body is today. It shapes us who we are today, but we've lost touch with that side because of technology, because of things that we, you know, have now. We don't have to hunt for our food. We don't have to find new shelter or build our own shelter. You know, we have builders to do that for us. I didn't have to build the house that I'm in right now, um, but people back in the day had to do that. So um, I, I do believe that men should be strong and our bodies are built this way for a particular reason. And I think it's also, I'm a little biased because I feel like I've always had that protective mentality. I can remember when I was five years old on the playground and, you know, a five-year-old kid should just be playing and having fun. And I was, but I also remember distinctly looking over at my mom who had brought other children 
with me to the playground and, you know, kids on our block. And I, she was over by the swings and I remember seeing a few kids really going high and they were older and they weren't with us, but they were going really high back and really high forward. And from my angle and being the age that I was and not knowing everything at that, at that age, um, she probably was in a completely safe space. You know, she was far away enough where she wasn't going to get hit from, but from where I was, I thought like, wow, if she gets hit, she's going to really get hurt. And I, and I yelled over to her to come over here and I, I didn't want her to be in that situation. So I've always been very protective of family and friends and things like that. So I'm probably a little skewed in my thought with that regards, but you know, I think that the man should be able to protect his family. And I think that that's also a mindset that we've also gotten out of to a degree. I mean, there's definitely um, groups of people out there that, that agree with me. Um, but at large, it's not very prevalent because we don't have a lot of predatory things that could harm our family these days. We're more safe than we were back in the times that I was mentioning. So that's understandable. But at the same time is that that potential threat is possible and is not impossible. So if something's not impossible, um, then you have to be prepared for if something actually does happen. Or even if you just, you know, need to be strong enough to be able to protect, you know, you, we go hiking quite a bit. So if my wife sprains her ankle or something like that, um, you know, can I, can I throw over my shoulder and carry her out of the woods? And, and also help my son at the same time if he needs it. So, and the answer for me is yes, because I train that way and I have that mindset um, and I like being able to protect my family. So that's, that's where I stand on that. And you also say it's important for you to be present as, uh, in your marriage and as a father. So what sort of lessons are you hoping that you pass down to your kids and how do you, um, want to be remembered sort of your legacy as a husband yes i definitely believe that being present as a father is is probably the most important thing you can do as a father because when you're present you are aware of what's going on in your children's lives or at least you're you know trying to have those conversations with your kids um the best example to pass on is, is basically how you present yourself and how you treat your wife and how you treat your children. They are learning that. I mean, kids are sponges. And the way that we show up every single day as fathers will teach our children, whether it's a boy or a girl, how a dad should be. You know, how should a father treat um, his wife? Or, you know, how, how should the you know, how should the husband treat the wife and how should my father treat my mother? And that also translates to for a girl, how should a man treat me? And for a son, it would say, okay, how do I treat a woman? Um, so yes, I, I mean, that's being present is absolutely huge. Again, you can't have those conversations with your kids if you're not present. And if you physically can't be there because you, your, your job requires you to travel or something like that, you make time to be on the phone with them. And we have things like this where it's video calls where you can still see them, even though it might not be, you know, face to face where you can actually touch them, but at least you can have that, you know, virtual touch. Um, so yes. And, and then to answer your other question, um, the legacy as a, as a husband, I, I would like to be remembered for someone that did anything that needed to be done for their family 
to be the support system, to be a loving father, a strong father, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, and just to be, you know, uh, a great example of, of what a dad should be. And my final question for you, I know that you live on the outskirts of Philadelphia, so what uh, keeps you busy from a fun perspective, uh, perspective when you have time to have a little bit of fun, either uh, personally or with your uh, family? What do I like to do for fun with my family or myself? So, um, we, you know, like I said, we like to go hunk, hiking. We go bike riding quite a bit. Uh, my son and I will go outside and do some kind of activity, whether it's throw, throw a ball around or we'll ride our bikes by ourselves or I've played tag with um, my son and his friends before or like hide and seek. Um, you know, I, I really like to get outside and enjoy nature and do things like that. We like, I, I like camping. My wife's not too fond of it, but, um, you know, I, I like it and my son likes it. Uh, we've done it at some neighbor's houses in the backyard before. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I really like just spending time with my family. I, I, I really love movies. I've always loved movies as a kid and it's just a nice little, not that I feel like I need an escape, but it's just kind of a nice little escape from reality every now and then. So I really enjoy movies. So a lot of times we'll sit down and we'll watch a movie together. Um, you know, uh, other than that, I mean, just, just because we live right outside of Philly, I mean, we actually haven't really gotten a chance to bring our son down and experience Philly and, and take him to some of the historical places. We've taken him to some of the museums and things like that, which have been really cool, but especially with, you know, with the virus going on right now, um, you know, we're just kind of hanging in. So that's usually the things that we like to do. We can still get outside. Uh, very good. And you uh, piqued my interest. So uh, what's been your uh, favorite recent movie that you've watched uh, recently? That's a good question. We actually watch quite a bit. Um, my favorite movie that we've watched recently. Uh just trying to remember all of them. Like we just started watching Clue last night from the eighties and we watched Moana the other night. Um, but I think probably introducing my son to some of the Marvel movies is, is really cool. So we watched um, Thor and um, one of the Avenger movies uh, more recently. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. So I would say one of the, let's just say Thor. Uh, yeah, adventure movies are always fun, aren't they? Hey, Jim, I want to uh, take a few seconds to thank you for having a discussion with me about the advancements of holistic health care and a little bit about your personal life. Really enjoyed our discussion this morning, and I want to thank you for being here. It's most appreciated. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on, and um, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to share anything and help in any way I can.